everyone, and welcome to the Galactic Podcast. My name is Lauren Romo, and with me, as always, is my cousin and fellow nerd, Andrea Gutierrez. Yo, yo, yo. Bright suns. I was going to do a This is the Way intro. I like that. You know? We're back with Mando. Seems very appropriate. Seems very appropriate for us to be back in this uh, Mandoverse. Is that what we're calling it? I think that's what we're calling it. I think that's what everybody calls it. Right? I mean... Just makes sense, man. A lot of kind, a lot of discourse even before the show came out. Maybe we'll sprinkle about. It. Maybe we'll we'll talk about it. Uh, sprinkle it in. How do you feel about the timeline discourse? How do you feel? I have thoughts. Maybe we'll talk about it in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, new content means new discourse. So, what's new? What's new? But yes, we're back. Mando season three. And we're all here. We are ready to talk about it. Before we do that, if this is your first time listening to us, welcome. We are a Star Wars podcast that discusses anything and everything within the galaxy far, far away. In each episode, we will dive into one or two topics and have a general discussion on them. Topics could be movies, TV series, books, comics, a specific character, you name it. And we talk about it. So, Ange, Mandel's back, baby. Mandelverse, season three. How let I mean I I mean let's just dive into it. Heading into let's get let's get that out of the way. Heading into this season. Expectations high, low, kind of just normal for you. What were you thinking going into it? Um, pretty high, but kind of far removed from it. It's been two years, right? Uh I mean we're mega fans, so we watched the book of Boba Fett. We knew that the last three episodes had um mando and grogu in it so we you know we knew what was going on for the people that didn't watch that show i don't know seems weird to me <laughs> we'll talk so about people, that we'll i was like that. you have to watch, you watch book of boba fett no well what 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 so um i watched the bad batch first i'm just gonna get that out there right now that's fair that's fair what, I think I did Mando just because I didn't want to get spoiled, but I did watch both. And obviously, we there's a lot to talk about in Bad Batch, which we will discuss uh, on another show. But it, I mean, we talked about it a little bit about a little a little bit about it last week about how we are going to be getting Mando in Bad Batch now, same day, and while Mando is more popular i mean it is let's just it is what it is i mean there's nothing and that's no shade to bad batch but don't sleep on bad batch because that episode wild wild stuff so again we will deep dive into that on a later date but you know for me heading into this season i was yeah i was pumped we had been I mean, it's been a year-ish, if you count Boba Fett, because it it does tie into the overall Mandalorian era. And I feel like that's what, you know, listening to interviews by John Favreau, Dave Filoni, they are really kind of saying, like, this is all, it's not like a massive, like, this is leading up to a big climactic event, which it could be. And obviously they're not going to say that right now. But there are shows that they are, you know, talking about Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, Skeleton Crew are all taking place within this 
Mando era that we're in. This vague Mando era that we're in. Yeah. I mean, we know it's <laughs> again to, to, to talk about the timeline stuff. I think he, I, if, if you listen to the interview that was going around a out of context, people were taking them, taking that whole quote full stop. So again, I would highly recommend listening to the whole thing to get clarity. That's one, two. He, John Favreau, has clarified that he is talking about real time. So it has been two years since season two. So that much time has passed. He didn't say that Grogu was with Luke that amount of time. Because if you think about it, we were then a year from Mando to Book of Boba Fett. Maybe not even. No, yeah, it was a year. It was a year. So then you can surmise as he was, as John Favreau was kind of basically saying, again, this isn't like an exact quote, but like Grogu was probably with Luke for a year-ish, which I buy. I, I can, I buy that. I do. I buy that. And then obviously they meet back up in Book of Boba Fett and he comes with them. So I think the timeline thing is fine. It's not a big freaking deal. Like, I don't know when we started to care about timelines so much. Because we never really did before. <laughs> but, again, another conversation. But, Ange, let's talk about overall thoughts on the season opener. How'd you feel? What were your, I mean, highs, lows maybe for you? And I think we might have similar thoughts. I'm interested to see where this conversation goes. So, Give me your overall thoughts on the episode, and then obviously we'll dive deep into some other big stuff. But go ahead. What do you got? So when the episode got over, I felt overwhelmed, honestly. I felt like we went to way too many locations. It gave me whiplash, honestly. I was like, That's my fair. God, we're like all these different places. I'm surprised we didn't show up on Tatooine once. But anyway, um, but in reality... It was good setup, right? It was good establishment of where we are, what Mando's doing, what happened to him during the book of Boba Fett. You know, credit to, you know, John Favreau wanting to make sure that he um, sets up the story for everyone and doesn't want anybody to feel left out. So the the whole scene with the armorer and her going back over the helmet thing seemed repetitive to me, but it was necessary for people that are casual fans, which is cool. That's, I mean, Star Wars is for everyone. Then it was kind of hard for me to like get into the, um, the like, the like campiness of it, right? Like the, the fun part of Mando where it's like the creatures and the aliens and that stuff is fun. And that's what Mando is all Mandalorian. The Mandalorian is all about, but we've been so far removed from that, you know, with Obi-Wan and with Andor that when it was like there, I was like, ah, okay. Like, but I'm cool with it now. Like, absolutely. Like, this is what The Mandalorian's about. It's a family show. It's an everybody show. It's a fun show. I love when Star Wars gets weird, and it was definitely weird in this episode, which was which was great. But I'm going to be honest. Right off the bat, I wasn't like, oh, man, uh, Gorian Shard is the coolest looking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I was kind of 
<laughs> like what? What is that? What is that? Like, is that a drink gear? Like, that's fair. What is that? So, but rewatching it, um, and you know, being able to pay attention to the details, everything was awesome. I mean, it it really was, and. It makes me excited for where the season's going. I have a ton of questions that I'm going to ask you because, honestly, it intrigued, it intrigued my brain a lot. It had my brain going in all different places, which is what we like most about Star Wars is when we feel that way after watching an episode. And I definitely had the, the want and the need to keep watching the episode over and over again. So, overall, I, I had... Pretty much, I'm going to say my normal Star Wars reaction when I watched it. I was kind of, eh, at first. But then, like, as I kept watching it, I was like, ah, I get it. So, that's that's where I was. It's funny because I think you and... It, I feel the same way in, in, in a lot of what you said. But I think you and I do... I mean, I, I think I'll speak for myself, but I, but and correct me if I'm wrong, but... I feel, and I think you do feel the same way, when we watch new Star Wars, it is kind of a, oh, crap, overload at first. Like, it's just, oh, my God, images, images, images. What's this? What's that? Like, that's how Star Wars, when I first watch it, hits me. It's just like, oh, okay. Then I do, again, for me, and a lot many people aren't this way, I think you are this way though too, Angela, like you just said. We rewatch. Because then that after that first initial like overwhelmness hits us that, oh my God, new Star Wars, then we are able to kind of just sit, relax, and then soak in the good the goodness that is within this episode. So I, I was same way as far as when I first watched it, I liked it. It did. It was good. But it was like, oh, okay, like, okay, we're back in it. We're we're back in Mando, and I'm glad you. And that's a really good point of what you said about previous shows like Andor, like Obi Wan, are very different. Are very different than Mandalorian, right? And that's fine. Star Wars is going to be different and should be different in different mediums, different stories that are being told. Like, you don't want the campiness of Mando in Obi-Wan or in Andor. That makes zero sense. So having to kind of like, again, kind of flip and get to that mind frame, right? It does take, like, for me, another watch to be like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm back in the Mando. This is fun Star Wars. Deep lore stuff, small, you know, connections that are sprinkled in. It was a good episode. I think... Just like you said, it sets up, right? I feel like the the first two seasons, and I was on the Bombad cast. Obviously, Jerry and Scotty are two of our two of our faves. I was talking to them about this episode. I can't remember if it was Jerry or Scotty brought up the idea of the the season was just. It didn't have to be that big splash, like. Maybe the first two season openers had to be, right? Because this is season three. We know these characters. We know the drill now. We don't have to have that big, like in season one, the big reveal of Grogu at the end, right? Or in season two, Great Dragons and Cobb Vanth and all that stuff. You know, season three, boom. 
here's the here's the board for the season. This is where everybody's at. This is where we might be going in the season. That's what they did. And I, I think you're right. I think Favreau, Filoni, and obviously director of this episode was Rick Famuwea, did an excellent job of setting the stage, putting stuff in motion, because you can see so many different thread lines. So, yeah, I, I, I had to, again, kind of sit with it for a minute, rewatch, and then it was cool. You know, because like you said, you do have to kind of like, okay, we're back in that like fun Star Wars campy, like, oh my God, the guy looks like Swamp Thing slash, you know, Davy Jones from Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, but then there was so much deep lore stuff, and we're going to talk about it, that was just incredible. And I do want to touch on, and Ange, I want to get your thoughts on this. The first two seasons for me in Mandalorian, season one was good, obviously. And as far as visuals, you know, that was the first time they were using the volume. So sometimes you could tell maybe like where the volume was when they were using it. Season two, a little better, right? And then even character production, like everything. Season one, Twi'leks versus like Garza Whip and then like her two, like improvements. And then this, and then obviously in this first episode, I could barely tell when maybe the volume was being used. It's getting that more seamless to me. How, what do you feel about that side of stuff? I couldn't tell at all. I wasn't looking for it, but I couldn't tell at all. But I do know the moments in season one and season two when you can see it. But in this first episode of season three, I didn't see it at all. And I was, but I wasn't looking, but I did not see it. And again, like the pirates. Their costumes look so good. They looked great, right? Great. Like again, the the prosthetics or or mask, whatever they're using, again, looks way better than it did in season one. So you can tell again, each season gets progressively better as far as visuals, as far as again production value overall. The music, again, is great. Um, Gorson's not scoring this. I have to. I don't. And I don't have the name in front of me, but another gentleman who did the Boba, who did Book of Boba Fett, is doing Mandalorian. Again, stellar job, doing absolutely great stuff with the music and everything. So it was really, really good. So let's dive into then, Ange. Let's let's get into the meat and potatoes. Obviously, this show, The Mandalorian, is following a Mandalorian and Djarin. But we're getting a lot of Mandalorian lore. And we're getting a lot more Mandalorian traditions, which is really cool. And obviously this first, the very first scenes in this show, you know, shows how this one faction of the man of Mandalorians, how they, how they, how they feel about their traditions being a foundling, having to put the helmet on, swearing that they don't take it off. Like, seeing that whole process is really, really cool for me. I I love how deep we're getting with Mandalorian lore now. Because we get we have gotten sprinkles of it, right? But this is really good stuff. You know, you, you juxtapose what, you know, the armor is doing 
And then we see Bo-Katan later on, who we'll talk about in a little bit too. But, you know, sad Bo and all of her, like, drama and how she feels, though. Like, what is important to her, you know, into, like, her faction is the Darksaber and being able to wield it, you know? And which way is the way? I mean, honestly, that's, like, my main question that comes out of all of this. Like, this is the way has been, like, a, a saying and a slogan throughout all seasons. but. Which way is the way, you know, is, is it the children of the watch way? Is it Bo's way? Is it, is it neither of them? Right. And that's like really what I came out at the end. And in the beginning, those were always that, that was my thought beginning and end is like, which way is the way, which way, which way do I like, which way is Mando going to pick, you know? And it's, it's intriguing. Yeah. I, it's, I think it's interesting for Din to go through, that whole process so too like we are literally following him to see which which is the better way because you could i mean you could argue well the armor would argue that obviously their traditions are way more pure mandalorian how they should be and obviously Bo feels very differently they take their helmets off as we know they believe in this artifact that's supposed to unite the entire, you know, Mandalorian culture. And it seems like the armor and them, they like that creed, they don't really care about the Darksaber. Like they understand it, they understand the legacy. But I feel like if Bo could, you know, if Bo had it, it's not like they would automatically start following her. Well, she had it and they didn't because right. she didn't win it exactly. in the traditional way. Well, even when whoever they, had it, right? I mean, yeah, Din has it now, but obviously he's he's an apostate. He's a, yeah, right. So, I, I mean, would they? That's. I mean, I don't know if that. I would assume they would maybe follow, but we don't. We really don't know, do we? Like, if someone had the dark saber legitly, would they follow? I don't know if they really would. I mean, I think it'd be interesting, but well, I don't know. What do you think about that? Right, like if. Like, when Moff Gideon had it, you didn't see a, a clan of Mandalorians following him. Right, right. So, what does it mean, right? So, what what I find interesting, too, is, like, how Bo wants to pick apart, like, uh, the children of the Watch and, and say that they're a cult and, and say, like, oh, you know, um, about keeping their helmets on. and But then she's following also, like, this superstition of the Darksaber it, so it's really interesting. Like she only wants to pick parts that that favor her or favor her what puts her in power, right? She doesn't want to be another part of a group that that does the same thing as everyone else. She wants to be a leader. So it, it's just it's really intriguing. And I don't know which way I want Mando to be. Part of me wants Mando to be like, yeah, I'm steeped in tradition. I'm going to keep my helmet on. I'm going to be with my clan. Um, I'm going to be a traditional uh, Mandalorian and maybe even lead them with this with this dark saber. But then like part of me thinks like the Mandalorian should be throughout the galaxy and and. That was them being steeped in tradition is kind of what ended them in, in the beginning. You know, I mean, I know we're going way off on a tangent here, but Satine 
was the one that was trying to break Mandalore, Mandalore from that war culture that they were in that was ruining them. And I feel like it needs to be a little bit of both. So I kind of hope we get there where you're warriors, you're part of a tribe, you stand for what you are, but you, I don't know, can, can be accustomed to change. And I think that's like what Satine wanted. And that's not what Bo wanted either. So it's so weird that Bo gets so mad that the children of the watch are so steeped in tradition. But yet when Satine was around, that's how Bo was. Yeah. And then obviously Bo-Katan grew up more on the death watch, obviously, as we know through Clone Wars. So her views are more of that warrior side of things than just, I think, as the armor, like they are way more steeped in traditions. Like again, you can't remove your helmet. If it is, you're an apostate. Like it's interesting to see these again, these different ways, ideal ideological ways of thinking under the same same like group. But it's very again, if you want to get real world with it, it's very, you know religion and people believe in different things under the same kind of religion a lot or so i want to pick out what what makes you bad and what right. makes you good right right and only take a little bit of this and you know yeah it's it's exactly the same the same thing and i think again i really do hope i'm with you as far as you know with mandalorian traditions what way din goes i hope is it is a little bit of both that he realizes that you know you can take your helmet off but there is a certain you know, way that the armorer and their traditions are, are good in some ways, right? Like having that kind of steep traditions and things of that nature are still good to have, but again, there's got to be balance. And I, and I think you're right about Satine too, for sure. hundred percent. So speaking of, you know, obviously continuing about talking about Mandalorians, we go to Sad Bow. In her castle, all by herself. I mean, I find it very interesting that, A, she, obviously, no one is with her. Now, they could be maybe doing other things, but, like, where is Casca Reeves? Where is uh, Wolves? Like, they, they were left. part of the Night Owls, right? You would yeah, think they, they became- would stay with her, but, I mean, again, I'm interested to see where those people are. You know, and I like that little uh, hint of, you know, when Mando asks, like, where's that ship that we stole? She's like, oh, they have it doing mercenary stuff. Like, oh, okay. Well, that's cool. And she was just so, like, I don't know. I don't want to say condescending. I don't know if that's the right word. But she was she was just not like, listen, dude, like, I don't care. You can go to Mandalore. You can look for all that, you know, stuff that you believe in. But I'm not doing this anymore. Like, I don't know if she's given up. But I feel like she's obviously very defeated. And I don't know if she really wants the Darksaber anymore. I know. What do you feel about that? I think she does. I mean. You think so? Hell yeah. She's still in her armor. She's sitting on a throne. If she was past it, she wouldn't have any of that crap on and she might be somewhere off in a field like planting some green beans. But instead, she's like I just said, she's just sitting there sulking like it 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 was a cool setup, right? It's 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 very 
theatrical the way that they did it. But it was kind of like the more you watched it, it is like, why is she just sitting there? You know? Yeah, and I and I wonder if she wants or is waiting for Dajarin to to fail. Because I mean, it's not like she said, you know, don't waste your time. She's like, listen, if you want to go do, if you want to go look for those, you know, sacred waters and all that, here, this is where they're at. Under the Civic Center in, in the capital of Sudari. Have fun. You know, like, I don't think she, I don't think she really cares about any of that anymore. Her purpose was to get the Darksaber, like you said. But now that she didn't, all of her, you know, as she said, all of her, you know, people that backed her melted away. And now she's sitting on the throne, you know, looking at what what could have been. But she did. I don't know if she wants to. And I don't know your thoughts on this. Do you think she would go after Din or is she just, or is she, is she. Would she not fight him to get the Darksaber back? I don't think she would, but what do you think? I don't know. I mean, I don't think she wants to follow him, you know? Oh, definitely not. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just go back to the setting, too, like the way she looked, where she was at, what she was still wearing, you know, asking him, like, do you have the, didn't she ask him, like, do you She said, do you have it? Yeah, and then that's when when she's like, well, just wave it around and you can follow him. You know, it's it's kind of it's like you're waiting for Bo-Katan to be what she's supposed to be, right? To be like this strong, empowering, inspirational um, female character, and it's not getting there, and that's a yeah. little frustrating yeah. to me. True. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Maybe yeah. it never gets there, right? Maybe she becomes Possibly. a villain. I don't know. Possibly. So it's just I don't know. I find it interesting that i and i i really want to know like what what is gonna be the way of the mandalore will we we will get that in this season is it gonna take two seasons to get that you know is 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 that what it is you know so yeah i don't know if i don't know if Bo. Yeah, I don't she she is a very interesting character. I don't know if she would become the villain. I don't I don't see that. But I you know, obviously knowing her from Clone Wars and then really in Rebels for me showed that she was a leader. Right? She wanted to unite all of Mandalore. Probably excluding the children of the watch because clearly she didn't care about them. Right. Right, though? I mean, <laughs> she didn't care. But she wanted to unite the clans. Not not that other faction. She wanted to unite all the clans of, of, of Mandalore. But now that she can't do that, I think maybe, for me, her journey in this season will be finding a new purpose. Finding her way to achieve her goal, right? But without that dark saber. Finding a way to do that. And maybe she I mean she's got to help Din, I feel like. You know? So I, I it's just it's going to be interesting to see what they do with her character cuz she is I think for you as well. She's she's one of my favorites. For sure. 
she 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 was i would say yes in clone wars and in, in rebels but the the way they are projecting her in the mandalorian i'm not feeling it i'm gonna be honest like when i see her come up on screen i'm not like yes i'm like god what what's your problem <laughs> I, I think again i think this is all like we've said this is a setup to where i think where they will take us with her. It's going to be interesting. I agree. It's going to be a very interesting journey with her. Because I think there's just so much. And I really hope I we get a bow and armor scene in this season. Because I would just love to hear those two talk. And like their, their conversation for me would be really interesting. I don't know if you feel that way as well. But I think those two having a conversation about what is good for Mandalore and its people in the Mandalorian culture, I think would be fascinating. I know. What do you think? I'm going to say right now, I prefer the armorer over Bo. And the reason for that is because she serves other people, right? She's there to keep the continuity of the group. And Bo just seems like she's selfish and leadership. Uh, she wants wants to rule and follow this birthright that she feels like she's entitled to so right now like it's funny some people like i've heard say that like the children of the watch are a cult and they're like right and then like but also uh like Bo is only taking parts of the mandalorian way that they want right and Din has to be somewhere in between but i'm gonna be honest i do not see the children as of the watch as culty and i actually prefer that way over whatever the hell is going on with bo katan and even before this season of what was going on with them so it's it's just interesting i i was wondering like how you felt do you prefer one way over the other or <sighs> that's do a you really think good one's question. right over the other I don't know if one is right. I mean, I think there's validity in both, right? Like you're saying. Do I prefer Bo-Katan's way a little bit as far as uniting the people under maybe a certain cause? I get that. I don't I don't know if the armor, I mean, I guess I, I never really thought about it that much as far as is the Children of the Watch really a cult? I mean, you can see it. It has, I mean, I see people, why people would say that for sure, right? I mean, there's evidence to to that. Do I think the armor has obviously intentions, good intentions to what they feel is the correct way of how Mandalorians should be in uniting them? Yes. Do I think people should be able to take off their helmets? Yes. You know? But just because they don't take off their helmets doesn't mean the way that they feel about Mandalorian culture is any less than what Bo feels. So I'm with you on that. I I don't know if I really prefer either or. I, I'm kind of in the, like, mix it together. And then I think you got something and maybe that's where we're, maybe that's where we're headed overall is getting the 
the way that that some people, some factions of Mandalorian culture believe versus the other and bringing it to, and obviously bringing it together. Because if they did, honestly, if the Mandalorian, if the Mandalorians got their crap together, they'd be pretty, pretty powerful. They'd be very powerful as far as they could do some damage against the Empire. Like if the Rebels got all of the Mandalorian people together, they would have they would have been pretty good, pretty good. What do you think? But isn't that a little disappointing that we know that's not the case, right? We know that the Mandalorians aren't a threat against Empire or will not be a threat against the New Order. But that's or... that's to their own undoing, though, right? I guess. I mean, so oh, it's yeah, like, it has to, to be, me, right? it's like, why are we telling the story if if we don't see them in the future? You know, it's like, or maybe we just that part. I don't know. Right. I, I think it's more of that part. We just don't see it. Right. I think within the saga, we stick with. Luke, Han, Leia, we follow their story, right? Because it was more closely tied into the Emperor, right? I think what we're seeing in The Mandalorian is obviously the another side of that story that we just don't know about, that we're learning. But no, I, I think obviously it is very to their own undoing. I think both sides of the season two, like if we had... You know, when Casca Reeves and Boba were fighting, she said, you know, if we had this much energy together, we would have never lost to the Empire. So, yeah, it, it is to the Mandalorian's own doing that they are in the state that they are. And I think it's and I think that's the, the point. Right. Of them trying to. Unite all of them. And can it happen, though? Right. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. I don't know if. The armorer, let's just say, and Bo-Katan could be swayed to see to see how both are good. You know, I don't know. I don't know if you feel that way or not, but I, I, I can. I don't see that even if Din accepts that he can do that, right? Because he has a dark saber. And maybe he gets redeemed, right? Maybe he gets his wish. Hey, we don't even know if, even if he gets it done, will the armor really believe him? Right, though? I mean, I know. I was thinking that. I was like, how is he going to get proof? Is he going to, like, take a selfie bathing in the mines of Mandalore? Like, how does that work? Right. So, like, how <laughs> is there going to be a hollow of him doing right. it? So, again, like, and but again, my whole thing is, would she even believe him? I don't even if she she would be like, well, you're still an apostate, dude. I don't care. You know nah, what I'm saying? She's steeped in tradition. I think that she would she would allow it. I I just do. I think that's I don't that's know. the way that it is. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Again, this is what I think. Hopefully, the season will get to, or we get towards that goal. Because as 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 we've read, and as John Favreau, Dave Filoni have talked. They don't have at this time like a quote unquote ending per se, right? They don't have like, oh, we have to get to this point. This is like the finale of the whole series. Like they don't see that right now. So we could, so, you know, all these storylines could continue on for sure. We just get more of it, which I'm fine with, but 
I, I don't Question. know. Yeah. Will Grogu become a Mandalorian and bathe in the in that little area where they do the baptismal <sighs> thing for the Mandalorians? Because people have been saying, and I know you've seen it, that scene from the trailer where it looks like Din is walking out of that cave. The same cave that we see in the beginning. And he's not the one in the water being baptized. So who is, right? If that's what we're seeing. Or who knows? Maybe it's something completely different. Star Wars is pretty good about messing with us in, in trailers. But what do you think? No, it's good. It's a good point. I I would prefer, prefer that that would be maybe his. But I don't know if we really will get there. I don't know if that's really, I mean, I know that's part of his journey right now is to get redeemed and to become, you know, back into that creed. But I don't know if that, like, I don't know if there's going to be a moment where he's just like, you know what, this is stupid. And maybe he, maybe somehow, some way he is doing what the armor is doing. Like maybe he takes her role in a weird way. I, I don't know. That's just, again, pure speculation. But to answer you, uh, to a roundabout way to get to your question, I don't want Grogu to be baptized as a Mandalorian. I don't. I don't. I don't want it. I don't I want do. it at all. Do I you? Do. I don't oh, want yeah. him. I don't want him. I don't want him to get a helmet or anything like that. I know people want it. I and want that's it. fine. That's cool. I just don't think that. The only reason I say this is because I don't think that is what Din is going to want for him. After he, after all the crap he's gone through, right? After everything he's been through, I don't know. If, I think there will be a self-realization for Din to be like, you know what? I don't want to put him through this. Because this isn't, this isn't the way, right? I th maybe that's the, maybe that will be the whole thing. But no, I, I I don't I don't I don't want I don't want him right now. Maybe later on when he gets older, maybe I don't know. But like right now, no, I don't I don't want him to be a foundling. I mean I I mean technically he is already basically right. He is Mandalorian's foundling. But I hope Din doesn't go through the process of giving him a helmet and all that jazz. I, I don't I don't. No, I'm I'm cool with it for now. For now. But you want it though? That's what you want? That's what I want. I'm I'm dead serious. Doesn't mean he stays like that forever or or whatever. But I, I want him in Mandalorian armor. I want him in a helmet. That's what I want. I want that cute little guy. I mean, I don't I don't disagree. It'd be cute. <laughs> and then like when they were sitting there talking to the armor and he's just like so attentive and like looking at the armor and she looks back at him, I'm like, it's gonna happen. She's already starting to, you know, get it ready in her head how she's going to shape his helmet with his cute big ears i love that guy i you know what i love him and it's so funny like i keep thinking and i've said this before right you you have baby things and baby things are cute and then as these babies turn into um kids and tweens they become like <laughs> so uh, baby Groot is a good example, I think, or just real life babies and children. So making him a Mandalorian is going to be like a good transition, I think, <laughs> to 
to to getting him out of his cuteness. I love you. Please squeeze all the Anzellans you want. Um, eat all the frogs you want. You're the greatest. Into like this um this 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 young adult that is like steeped in culture and like has I don't know discipline and and all of that like a Jedi like a Jedi but not a Jedi right so that's that's what I'm kind of looking forward to. No, I can see that. I I think I think it's possible. I mean, it's definitely possible. I mean, I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibilities because a merch alone. Right. I mean, no, I mean, let's be honest, though. Let's, oh, that's serious. Let, let's be honest with the kids. Star Wars. We love it. But what we know about George Lucas. Merchandise. That was a thing. I mean, that that's that is true. So, yeah, I could see them doing that for a story. Right. I mean, yeah. But two. Merch. Let's, I mean, honest. And let's so, be honest. Like, Grogu has a path, right? He either becomes a Jedi or if he becomes a Mandalorian, right? But neither of those are different. Let's be honest. Well, maybe they're he the becomes same, a bounty hunter. They're the know. same thing, right? Being a Jedi and being Mandalorian is are the same thing. To me, you're you're in tradition. You follow rules. You have discipline. You, you work towards becoming a certain type of... Um, master or whatever they want to call it but they're the same thing so i'm cool with him a lot of people would be cool with him becoming a jedi i mean so i'm cool with him becoming a mandalorian you know so you brought up the Enzelins, and i so obviously beyond the mandalorian stuff we were in some like you talked about earlier we were in different locations throughout this uh, episode, first episode, you know, and again, beyond Grogu getting a helmet, not getting a helmet and how cool it would be. Again, it would be. And and I think you're right though, Ange, like there are two paths. It's either Jedi, which doesn't seem like that's what he's going down right now or this Mandalorian way, right? Seems like we're going down that path. So Either way, like you say, and I think Grogu does learn what tradition in some way, shape, or form, right? Either via Jedi or via, through Din, Mandalorian culture. Which makes sense. I mean, again, this is where we're at with it, for sure. But but to go back to, again, earlier you said, when you first watched it, we were going in a lot of different directions. Which is not typical Mandalorian. Usually... Each episode, we're in one spot, right? So again, but it makes sense because they were probably, again, placing the, the the pieces on the board to let everybody know, especially if you didn't see Book of Boba Fett. I think this is like that kind of, here we are, baseline, whatever, what, what's going on, what happened. So one of the first places we go was Navarro. We get, we see Grief Karga. A, you you know we we were talking about passage of time earlier, but you can tell this has been a while because again, from season one to season two to season three, Navarro has flourished, changed for the better. Right, Reef Carga looks even a little older, so you can tell like things are 
time has passed and it makes sense, right? So you go to Navarro. Navarro is amazing. Again, creatures, pirates, all that stuff. And like you talked about, we get some Babu Frick and and Zillins in this episode, which was, again, a very cool sequel trilogy thing that they did. Did they have to do it? No, but it worked so well because we know Babu Frick was a uh, a droid smith, however you want to call it, right? So it makes sense that maybe his species are smart and that's how they, what they do, right? This is just how how they operate. So we see a bunch of them. Grogu is hugging one of them, which is hilarious. So again, it, it's all fun. I love Navarro. I love getting back there. I love seeing what grief is doing and how he has even changed as a character, right? But I think one thing that I that stood out for me in that section of the episode, and maybe this is maybe this will be the end, is that he said, you know, I have a parcel of land for you and Grogu just to settle down. And maybe, you know, obviously Din was like, you know, not right now. I got, you know, too much crap going on. I gotta get back into my, you know, cultish Mandalorian creed. But I wonder if that will be legitly like if that's the way the end the series. If if again, if and when that does happen. It's just him in Grogu together on some land in the sunset. I'd be cool with that. Like after they go through a lot, whatever their adventure is, right? After how many seasons and how much stuff they, they go through. Maybe that's just how it should be. Like Din and Grogu together, you know, on some land or even on Navarro. Like, maybe that's how it should and just should end. Because, again, you know, sometimes Star Wars doesn't have like a quote unquote final ending, right? Because look at Rebels. You're and I's one of our favorite all time Star Wars ever. And look at how that ended. It didn't really end per se, right? That chapter of that story ended but there's more story to tell so i don't know what you feel about that would that be a cop-out would that be like not what you want or is that something that you could legitimately see how they might end like this duo together it's just hanging out on their own land at peace um, I mean, it's been brought up to Mando before. I mean, even I think in season one, when they were um, on that one little land with the the oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 with the ATST and all that yeah. yeah yeah the the lady which I hope she I hope they bring that I hope they bring her back in as some shot but go ahead yeah what do you got? But when you are called for a higher purpose, which I feel like both of those are, then I feel like you are meant to continue to be that. So to just retire and do that, I just, I don't know. I'm not feeling it. Um, to me, it's like more of a, you're a leader or you're a teacher or you're, um, you're there to better the galaxy. But then again, we don't really see Din as that yet. So I don't know. 
And again, Star Wars doesn't finish stories, so then that way someone else can pick them up later on and continue to tell them. So if it it if this if this story, if the Mandalorian chapters end open, I'm I have no problem with that, like whatsoever, because I know that won't be the end of it. So I don't know. I I really you know, with this season, I get what we're doing, right? We're looking for a memory chip for an IG unit. We're trying to bathe in the waters of Mandalore, and that's and Mothgay is gonna come and around, pirates, and the Empire yeah. is gonna come around, and that's where we're at for this season. And I'm cool with that, and I can't wait to see what develops out of it as well, too. But I, to me, I'm not even thinking about what's the end for Mando and Grogu. That's I, fair, just because I feel like they're fu- they have so much future. A lot of story to tell. Oh, yeah. Don't you love the way Mando says Grogu? I just love it. He says it like he's meant to say it. Grogu. No, it was cool. Yeah. And again, that little, like, when he's telling grief that that's his name. Yeah. Say so. Whatever. He didn't care. If you say so. Yeah. Again, Navarro was fun. You You see little Grogu using the force to, like, spin himself, which is hilarious. Pick up little M and M's and eat them. Yeah, you get the Enzelin stuff, which was great. You get the IG, which was really again. That's an interesting. That's a again, that was kind of twisty. I was twisted. Yeah, so I mean, we'll see where that goes. Do we get him back? Does he get that part? I feel like if anybody knows where to get a part like that, it would be Pally. Maybe that's why we go to Tatooine. So you think that's where we're at? Like we go to Pally, the Jawas will find the part. Maybe you think that's where we're at. Or he starts like, hey, can you help me try to find this part? And maybe that's, yeah, he tasks, that's the task she is given or something. I, I heard a theory that he has to actually battle IG-88 and get his memory chip. I mean, hey, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. I think we, I hope we see more bounty hunters, different bounty hunters that we know, like Bosk and IG-88 and uh, things like that. It'd be cool. It'd be really, really so let cool. Me- let me ask you this question. I, I didn't notice this until like my third watch. But when they are up in space and the pirates come and Gorian Shard is talking to Mando saying like if you, um you know, like give in, like no harm will come to you. And Din says, kid, never trust a pilot, a pirate. Right. Do you think that's a foreshadow to a moment where they're going to have to trust a pirate? You mean Hondo, which I would yeah. love. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. Honestly, I was hoping that when they said pirate, I was like, I hope it's Hondo. Again, I just want my live action Hondo. I want him. He needs to be in live action. He's the greatest pirate of all time. I need to see him. I need to see him. But no, I think that that is, I think it is a good foreshadow because I think they will again run into maybe Hondo. Maybe it's another pirate. Maybe it's Fee from Bad Batch. I mean, how wild would that be? Not saying it's going to happen, but like, again, Dave Filoni's a part of the Bad Batch, obviously. So, like, he could pull from that. That's another pirate. So, like, again, I think, I think that, like you're saying, the, the big story, story threads are obviously Mando trying to get redeemed, him trying to get IG 88. And I think this pirate, IG-11, I'm sorry, yes, IG-11. And then I think the, the pirates, I think, are are going to be an issue this season. 
And how that all works out, we'll find out. But I think that's going to be an issue. We know, obviously, in the trailers, we go to Coruscant. So, yeah, do we meet up with Gideon? I think so. Maybe we just see where he's at. I don't know if he's going to be a huge part of this season, but I think we will check in on him for sure. Absolutely. And then I think, too, like, what other people could show up in this show? You know, I'll ask you that at the end, because I think for maybe predictions and cameos that we will get. But the big moment for me in this episode, and I texted you, Purgles, baby. Space whales are back, and I loved it. That was definitely a moment where I kind of, like, gasped and, like, was like, yeah, like, yes. Like, Floaty, I love you so much. I can't believe you pulled it off. And it looked good. Yeah, And I'm glad it was just, like, a silhouette. We didn't have to see them. And maybe, again, is that a foreshadow? I hope so. I hope so. And again, we were, again, on, on the Bob and Bomb Bad cast. Again, you guys go rewatch it on YouTube. It was a fun conversation. But we were talking about, and this was Jerry. I do remember this. Jerry brought up the idea of when Grogu did see those beautiful, beautiful space whales, was he, and I, I kind of dig this idea, was he kind of tuning in with the Force? Because we know that's how Ezra was able to hear them, feel them. Obviously, with his connection with creatures, we know that with Ezra. But it was that humming, right? And I, I didn't, I didn't listen to the uh, with headphones in, so I, I'll have to do that. But I don't know if they use that little hum when Grogu was, and maybe it was just because he was. Obviously, he's in tune with the Force. He was able to see them. Do you think Din, if Din was awake, he would have saw those? Or do you think that was just Grogu because of the Force and his connection to it? I think what I really thought was I was afraid that if, you know, because how Hera reacted to them, right, uh, in Rebels, where she was like their menace, right? They they get into the hyperspace lanes. They cause crashes. So part of me feels like if, if Din saw them, his reaction would be close to what Hera's was. Um, and yes, I did think that Grogu was communicating with them or con- connecting with them. And that's maybe something that drew them to that, that hyperspace area is how I see it. Like in my head canon, I asked people who, uh, know about Purgle. So, but didn't realize they were Purgle. Okay. So, um, my mom thought they were space frogs that Grogu wanted to eat. I love Deb. I'm like, Deb, they're space whales. I talked to people who have no idea what Purgle are, and they thought it was just like a kind of like a cool, majestic scene, which which it was. Whether it just stays a cool, majestic scene or whether it has implications of how we see Ezra later in Ahsoka, it's going to be great because, you know, as a Rebels fan, it was a huge payoff, I thought. For yeah, it was. To, to see him in live action. It was It was awesome. And it it really fits the type of force connecting creature Grogu is. So I loved it. It was that was a good that was a really good moment. Yeah, I I I was watching because I was up so early. I watched this in my bed, and yeah, I about like fist pumped it. I was like, Dave Filoni, 
space whales loving son of a bee. You did it. You brought him into live action. And I don't, like I said, I don't know if we'll see them later on. Maybe, maybe not. And I don't know if that was like a, hey, Rebels fans, wink, nod. Remember those things that a lot of you hated? And that it came back two seasons later in Rebels? Well, here they are in Mandalorian. So you can shut up now. <laughs> like, because they're the coolest thing ever. I I do. Ho- I hope we get to see, see them. You know, obviously we saw the silhouettes and that, and that, and that really worked though. Cause you see that one shot, which is really good. You see the N one, like it's kind of, yeah, obviously like in like the distance ish, but then you see the silhouettes of the Purgle and like, yeah, dude, those things took down a whole freaking fleet in rebels and like hyperspace an entire, you know, empire start, like whatever those ships are called, like, with Ezra and Thrawn in it. Spoilers for Rebels. But if you haven't watched it, I don't know why. You you know the drill, kids. If you listen to us, you know Rebels is our favorite thing. So I I hope we see them again. I want to see them again. But if we don't, I'm cool with what we got, though. I agree. You know? I I, I it was just it was just like, okay. All right, that was cool. Thank you. Thank you, Dave Filoni. Thank you for bringing them back and showing how cool they are. God, I can, can you imagine seeing that like in live action scene, like a scene in Rebels when they take off and just like their the tentacles open and then the you know they're revving up. That would be so cool. Like that would be a moment. Like that would be just that would be amazing. So, Ange, to, to wrap things up, uh, we'll go, for, obviously, final thoughts, anything you want to talk about. But I do want to ask you this question to mix it in. So, season three, opener. We got seven more episodes. We know Mandalorian tends to have cameos. We, we know this. Outside of Sabine, who I think is obviously the obvious choice. Right, because of her connections to Mandalore. Is there another cameo you hope or that you think could occur in this season? So again, overall thoughts, what you got, and then outside of Sabine, who do you think we might see in this season? Yeah, um, to answer your question, I also am all about Sabine because I also think if someone's going to teach Din how to use the dark saber, it's got to be her, right? The succession of the dark saber goes from her yep, to, yep, to yep, him. Yep. I want that scene so bad. Um, again, the theory I brought up of getting the memory chip out of IG eighty eight. I think that would be a pretty cool, fun episode. Um, and you know, just having um some more bounty hunter presence, just like you said, like that's initially what. Din was and I think some of his past should come back to haunt him in that way and have to deal with those types of things um but other than that and Hondo of course like if we're gonna have pirates we want to have Hondo and I think these are our wants for like a lot of people so if they happen I wouldn't be shocked I would I just wouldn't because I don't think what we're asking for is too outside of the box but um you know, 
I just, I, I want to continue to have an open mind about all of this. And to be honest, like cameos have never been a big deal to me until they are right. And, and they just have to be chosen like wisely. Like the Luke cameo was huge. Let's be honest. It, it absolutely was. And I don't know if there's one that can outdo that one. I don't think that there is. So, but what I like to, I, what I would really like to see is other characters from other mediums. So the fact that they brought Black Chrysanthemum into the Book of Boba Fett, I would like to see something like that transition into like Mando. If we get something from animation, if we get something from comic books, novels, Doctor Afria, like Doctor Afria, Doctor Afria would be bomb. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff I want. The other thing I wanted to bring up is the Mythosaur, right? So the Mythosaur. I feel like we're planning a lot of planting, a lot of creature uh, things happening. So I feel like we are going to get the Songs of Eons past, the Mythosaur rising up to herald a new age of Mandalore. I feel like we're going to get that, which I think would be pretty huge. If, if we are going after Mandalorian lore. And I just get the feeling like seeing the skull up in the armor's den. Grogu looking at it. I just think that we are going to get a mythosaur this season. Now my overall thoughts of this show is I love it. And I love Star Wars. <laughs> and it was, you know, again... I don't know what it was about when I watched that first episode. It honestly might be because I watched the Bad Batch first. And that Bad Batch episode was perfect. Like literally perfect for animation, for storytelling, for for action, for suspense, for every payoff I was hoping to get out of the Bad Batch. That episode did it for me. So, I mean, I was really reeling on that when I, I watched The Mandalorian. So it took me a little bit to to warm up but i'm gonna be honest this show has always need i've always needed to kind of warm up to this show i've never been like a grab onto it from from the first minute that's fair you know i i said before like i don't think din is like the best fighter or the best warrior you know i there's just like something about it that needs me to kind of peel back layers to feel better about it so I'm not surprised that was my reaction when I watched this first episode, like at all. But I am completely excited about watching new episodes for the next seven weeks. Yeah, no, I, I understand the degree. I think overall, for me, and I'll, I'll answer my own question, but overall, it's a good start, right? This is just, again, I just see it as, okay, pieces, chessboard, we're laying them all out. Now the rest of the season is moving them along. What moves are made? Who goes where? Who do we see? I think it's going to be a really interesting season. And I'm glad you brought up the Mythosaur because I I agree. I think we will get, we're getting to that moment. I don't know if it will be this season. I think it would make sense, obviously. I think with where we're at, the 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 factions of Mandalore are all spread out, right? And Din's the one that has the Darksaber, and he doesn't want to lead right now. I think it would be really cool if we got that moment, and that's how Mandalorian culture comes, like, together again, right? It would make 
sense. So yeah, I I I I think we will get there. I don't know if it'll be the season, but I think we, I think that's getting there. That's the point of where we get. I I do. I think as well for cameos outside of Sabine, because I think that's an obvious one, right? Because of her connection, like you're saying, to the dark saber itself, to Bo-Katan, to Mandalorian culture alone. Yes. I fully expect to see her. I do. I, I fully expect to see her in the show at some point. Because again, you're connecting her with the Mandalorians, but you're also connecting her with the Ahsoka show, which you know is taking place around the same same era. So it makes sense. So then that leads me to, okay, if we get Sabine, what if we get Hera? What if we get Chopper? I would love that. I would love it. And maybe we get Ahsoka. Maybe we see Ahsoka. Maybe not, though. Maybe not, but I, I, I think more of the more of the the what I believe is going to happen is is would be Sabine and Hera would be my two. Outside of that kind of random cameo, I mean, maybe we get a random Jedi in the flashback that we might be see that we again we see in the trailer. Maybe we get like a a, a major Jedi cameo in that. I mean, again, I expect to see Boba Fett again. I expect I expect to see Cobb Vanth. Do we get uh, Cad Bane again? Because we know in, in Book of Boba Fett, his thing was going off. I think he's still alive. I know you and I, I can't. I don't remember if you agree. No, disagree. I was. I was cool with his ending. I thought it right. was right, right, right. It okay. was a good ending for him. So again, when you go bounty hunter, IG eighty eight would be really, really cool. Um, if we got Bosk. I'm trying to think of the ones in uh, Clone Wars, the guy with the hat and like the Kembo. Kembo. That'd be cool. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of possibilities, like you said, for sure. Hondo would be great. Again, I, if we're on, if we're with pirates, man, you better bring in freaking Hondo. <laughs> like you just better bring him in for sure. But yeah, Sabine, I, I, I do. I fully, if it doesn't happen, I'm not going to like be mad that she didn't show up. But it just makes story sense though, right? Like, just makes sense that we will see her or at least get a mention. I think you, we have to get a mention of her. So I, we'll see. How do you feel about people that don't know who Sabine is? I feel bad for them. I feel bad for them too. I really do. She's one of the best Star Wars characters. Yeah. And so. Her and Ezra, again, we, everybody who listens to who has listened to our show knows how much we love Rebels. I think I think Sabine will show up in the season of The Mandalorian just because to establish her for the Ahsoka season is what I think. Um, so, again, it makes sense. And then maybe, again, here, if we know that the skeleton crew is part of this era, maybe we get a Jude Law. Oh, yeah. What is the skeleton crew? Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe they, again, that leads into that, right? Like, maybe that's how they introduce a character, maybe Jude's character, 
Because again, how how smart would that be? To again, not a lot of people outside of maybe Star Wars fans like you and I know about the skeleton crew. But they know about I mean, the Mandalorian, then- right? Right. So it makes sense for them to plop his character in this show somehow. And then that would lead into the skeleton crew. I don't know. What do you think? I think that I I, I could see it. What I know is that we're not going to see Special Forces uh, Dune again. R.I.P.? No, not really. <laughs> so sad. So sad. Uh, I will bye. say. Yeah. Well, yeah. Bye for the actress, for sure. But yeah, the character, character was cool. The character you was and I cool. have said that. Agreed. Agreed. You and I have said that. The Agreed. character of Cara Dune was phenomenal, phenomenal, and I wish that person did not screw it up and ruin that character. Because that, I think that character did have a lot of potential. Heck yeah, they you were know? gonna make a show off of that character. Yeah, yeah. so that like, was a rumor. That was a rumor. Way to screw that up, you dumb. You yeah. Know what? Do you think we'll see uh, Captain Gorian Shard again? Oh, yeah. Again, I think that whole pirate stuff is coming back. Yeah. I do. I, I do. I, I feel like it's going to come back for sure. So we'll see. We'll see. I think we're in for a really good ride this season. Absolutely. Oh, Moff Gideon. We'll see more of him. I mean, he was sent to the for a New Republic War Tribunal. So... Yeah, I, I think we'll catch up. I think we'll see what he's doing or what's well, going on for what about sure. the cloning guy dr uh Pershing. whatever yeah dr Pershing. are we gonna see him well yeah we did see him in the trailer oh yeah and Coruscant. so you know i try not to go back and watch those trailers because then i just dissect too much and speculate too much so well i just i just remember i haven't watched it but i just remember that shot because obviously people have talked about it a lot because it was Coruscant. you know so yeah. yeah, I think we'll I think we'll touch base with Gideon. I don't know if again, I don't think he's like the quote unquote villain in this season, obviously, because he is captured. But maybe towards the end of the season, maybe he gets out. You know, and maybe hey, I know a lot of people think maybe Thrawn will show up in this season somehow. I don't know. I think a mention would be really cool. I think again, a mention would be cool, like again. a need for him, like the Empire needs him. And that's how, you know, we kind of establish him in live action. And well that too. And, the, and again, that's with Sabine. If Sabine shows up, she would be that connection, just like Ahsoka was, you know. So, yeah, a lot of possibilities for the season to go. And I think we're both very excited to see where it goes. So. All right, kids, that's it. That's the show. Thank you for listening to us. Uh, we will have our. Bad Batch episodes, what are we on, 10 and 11 now? So we, 10 is, at the, at the time of this recording, 10 has been out. We're waiting for 11. We'll do a recap of that, and then we will do another recap of the bat, of uh, Mando. At some point, we will figure out our schedules to see if we can, <laughs> if we can get both in somehow. We'll figure it out. But for right now, Next week, for sure, we'll do Aussie Bad Batch because that episode was really good, as Andrew said. A lot to talk about. All right, guys. So that's it. That's the show. You can follow me. You can follow the Galactic Podcast at the Galactic Pod on Twitter. And we are on Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify, all the major platforms. So if you feel, you know, 
generous. Give us a rate and review. Get us out there. Let people know that you like listening to our show. And uh, if you're on Twitter still, give us a tweet. Tweet us out. Just say that you're you're enjoying our show. We appreciate it. And you can follow me, Lauren Romo, at Knows on Twitter still and Hive still. And you can follow on Instagram as well. You can follow me, Andrea Gutierrez, on Twitter. Jimin's first solo album coming out March 24th. BTS update, kids. BTS updates. J-Hope enlisting into the military. Yeah, we talked about that last week. I know. You know what? I'm just sad. If you want all those updates, follow Andrea on Twitter. 100%. All right, kids. That's it. And as always, may the force be with you. Always. Always.